as I, as I was standing on that field and the sun was setting behind the white horse in Denver, the Broncos Stadium, um, I had a I had an encounter with the Lord, um, kind of similar to, to the Saul Paul situation where I, I heard him say to me, I am the answer that you've been looking for. Uh, and I thought um, that I would have to kind of uh, walk away from, let's say, both of those two interests that I had, uh, the fashion industry, the, the music culture industry. I thought I would have to get boring. Um, you know, maybe that's a little bit, I thought I had to get religious or fall into some sort of box. Um, and I actually found out that, that that's not what he wanted me to do. And that's not what he wants us to do. And it's not about painting the town beige, let's say, but it's a little bit more about painting the town red, you know, because of what, what he's done, you know, for us and, uh, by the shed, shedding of his blood on our behalf, what we can function in because of his grace and mercy is far more uh, significant than, than sometimes I think we even realize. Welcome to the Spirit Empowered Leader Podcast, Resurgence Initiatives Podcast. Our heart is to see a movement of leaders released in all spheres of society and empowered by the Holy Spirit. Never before has there been such a need for good leadership. We're on a journey to be equipped, encouraged, and empowered. Join our conversations as we talk spirit-empowered leadership and see God's kingdom at work through God's people everywhere they go. Hey, we want to welcome you back to the Spirit Empowered Leader Podcast. My name is Travis Salonia. This is Donovan Byer. Donovan, how are you today? I am I am doing good. I just got in from a flight. Like I landed at we landed and got home by like 3 30 a.m. and uh, we're recording this in the morning, so I'm a little bleary-eyed today, but uh, I, I'm fully present and excited for the conversation that we're gonna have. And uh, but well, it's always great to go on a trip. I, I love how when you go somewhere you can kind of get perspective about something new. You can kind of get an idea, like good perspective on things going on at home. And also it's just super fun to hang out with friends and be with people I love. So it, uh, yeah, this morning was an early one, but it was worth it. <laughs> awesome. Well, we are really excited to have our guest today. Really excited. Uh, just want to give you a little snapshot if you're new to the podcast. If you're like, what is this podcast about? Uh, it's called The Spirit Empowered Leader because we believe there's a call for us to lead how God's called us to lead by His Spirit. Be empowered. And uh, five things that kind of guide us are, are being spirit-led, being a wholehearted, wholeness, um, being relational, being kingdom-minded, and also being fruitful. And, and those five things are, are really important to us as a ministry. Uh, Donna and I work full-time for Resurgence. Um, and, and in 2008, we launched this initiative to kind of go, hey, how do we reach people, revive churches, and release leaders? But at the core of it is developing spirit-empowered leaders. We believe that is key. And so we're on a journey together. And we've just said, hey, come with us on this journey. Let's talk to some people. Let's learn. And, um, you know, one of the things, Donovan, I know we've, dialogued uh, before we chatted even today and in the last few weeks as as the new year and during this new year of, of getting into the word mm -hmm. and the importance you know I think of John 1 the word became flesh mm -hmm. and Jesus walked among us mm -hmm. and um, you can talk about God you can go to church you can hear about God mm -hmm. but there, there's an invitation to uh, let the word uh, come into us and consume the word. And um, how have you had that in your life balance? I know we've talked about getting mm -hmm. that rhythm and structure to, to be into the word. 
Well, I just always think of Psalm 119, right, where David talks about um, just how your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And um, it's amazing how God's word isn't just, it, it actually speaks into the everyday reality of our life, everyday reality of our leadership. And I uh, get easy to get bogged down in details or maybe you don't understand this or that, but the reality is God's word is alive, it's active. And so in my own life, um, it's amazing because what I found is when I approach the word prayerfully, when I approach the word with uh, the question of God, what do you want me to do with this? Like, uh, what do you want me to apply from what I'm reading? Uh, it's amazing because almost every time I read the Bible, if that's my posture, God will give me something. He'll, he'll give me, Holy Spirit will like show me something so that I can apply it, that I can live it out. And, uh, and it's cool because that's what shapes and transforms me. And that's what enables me to look like Christ. And without that, I'm just, uh, I'm, I don't know what I'm replicating. Right. And so it's kind of the guide. It's the, uh, it's the measuring stick. It's the, and it's also what helps enable that transformation. So yeah. What about you, Trav? How have you been formed by his word? Yeah, I, th I think it's in different seasons. It's looked differently. I think it's easy to start off the new years. And I think every year it's like, hey, the Bible plan, let's get into the Bible plan. Let's get into the, you yes. know, all these things that we're going to we're going to do. And um, you do those. That's my dog barking in the background. If you hear that dog, <laughs> my dog, honey, is getting into her Bible plan. Um, yes. But go, honey. Uh, go, honey. But you know, you get into the, you know, the, the new 30 or the, 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 you know, the, the shred or all these Bible plans. And I have found that it's easy to start. Another thing is to keep them going. And totally. so it's consistency yeah. for me. It's sometimes uh, less is more, sometimes yeah. finding one verse and every morning waking up and meditating on a verse. Yeah, Actually, yeah. I'm packing it. In other seasons, uh, currently I'm doing the 30, uh, 30 days through the New Testament. And so you're going 30 days trying to get an overview. Am I consuming it at a you know word by word level? No, but I'm getting a story of what the New Testament's like. And I think there's these different seasons, but I just find that it changes my day. Yeah. You know, it changes how I respond to things. It yeah. changes my outlook. And um, you know, for me, sometimes it's reading, sometimes it's listening, uh, letting it play. Um, well, all those things. Yeah. And even as you say that, it's cool too, as a dad, because the, my kids are still pretty young, so I don't know, you don't know how much they pick up, how much they grasp. But mm. one of the things I've been trying to do this year specifically is read my Bible with my kids around, uh, like go into the room and just, they kind of play around me. And, um, but I think it's been cool because they'll ask questions, what are you reading? Like, and uh, they'll, and we do, we've done like the children's mm. Bible with them and the Jesus storybook Bible. And and it's cool because, again, you don't know how much they grasp, but every once in a while, my daughter will say something like, wow, when, when Mary did that, or I want to learn more about Mary, like, and, and when she said yes to God, like, just really cool how even our own, uh, the way we interact with the word, it, it goes to our children. For those of us who are listening to our parents, it's really cool. And, and, and similarly, as leaders, like, as we're shaped by God's word, it just kind of trickles down to the people that we lead. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And sometimes I think we think, okay, the word is, you know, important for uh, people that are, you know, preaching or people that lead a ministry mm -hmm. like us, resurgence and, you know, but the word isn't just for that. It's my, my wife, she, she has to be in the word. Every person, every one of us are called to be in the word. Exactly. And, and I remember years ago, actually the story, and I shared this on a previous podcast, my grandparents came, came to faith. 
through an incredible miracle of my grandma being healed. Mm -hmm. Well, they were given a Bible, yeah. but then the Bible got taken away because the person that was, uh, you know, another church came over denomination and said, oh, you're not allowed to have the Bible. Only the, the priest wow. or the pastor can have the Bible. And so <laughs> then another pastor had to give them a Bible. Wow. And it's like the word is for everyone and the word is yes. to be consumed by everyone. So and uh, today we are pretty, really honored, uh, not just pretty honored, but really honored to yes. have an incredible guest, a guy that I met years ago at a conference. And when we started this podcast, I said, Donovan, we need to have this guy. And really yeah. honored to have Brant Kreider with us today. Brant mm -hmm. uh, is from New York City, um, is a senior executive in the fashion industry. They have locations and stores all over. He is uh, a key a key part of that industry, but also um, is a dad, is a mm -hmm. husband, uh, is uh, someone that has championed ministry, has been on the front row of mm -hmm. different, different key ministries in New York and beyond. Um, and I just, I know this is going to be a conversation. I know for him, the word is key in his life, in his ministry, in that industry. And so really excited, Donovan, for us to jump in with, with Brant today yeah, and talk about the word and how it's impacted his life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So let's dive in. Hey, we are so privileged today to have a friend, a friend that I met about nine years ago um, in Redding, California at a, at a conference called Inspire with Eric Johnson and uh, met Brant there and then connected a few times over the years at different events and things and just loved his heart. It inspired me and Brant is a, a senior executive in the fashion industry in New York. He has had multiple roles, but more than that, he's a father, he's a husband, uh, he's a lover of Jesus, and um, he's led men's ministry. He's done different things in ministry, been on the front row of different things, what God's doing around earth. And I just am so honored to have you, Brant, today to join us for the Spirit Empowered Leader podcast. Travis, uh, thank you. Uh, it's an honor to be here. Uh, it's an honor to, to share and talk and have a conversation um, today. And I have such a fond memory of Inspire. Um, uh, my kids were much younger. Um, it was such a moment, kind of one of my early introductions to Bethel and that whole family and Eric and Bill and, and all the things that went on. And, and specifically what I remember is, uh, you know, one of the things I've always been playing around with is the uh, alignment between electronic music and the Word of God. Um, and if you remember, I played a couple songs um, that I was working on at that time. Um, and I remember the, uh, all the kids kind of dancing um, all over the church um, and found that to be a, a beautiful, beautiful memory uh, and something that I continually want to see more of. Uh, so it's nice to connect with you and uh, uh, wishing you all the best. Excited to chat with you. Yeah, and I remember even a few years after that, I went with our friend Nate Edwardson and we were at a preacher's event and uh, you did a rave. Um, it was pre pretty amazing. And pretty amazing to see how God, uh, yeah, His Spirit moved in that room. So it was really cool. It's exciting to um, have friends that are willing to take risks, you know, here and there at times. And and uh, I think we're going to see more and more of that. You know, I think uh, I think God likes it when we move into the margin, you know, um, of, of of things that are a little out of the box and a little bit disruptive. Um, and so uh, it's uh, um, really exciting, a uh, couple of exciting moments in, in, in my walk as well. Uh, it's good to, good to talk to you. Oh, this is awesome. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to meet you today and excited to hear a little bit more 
of your story. And uh, that's kind of the thing that we're focusing on this season is hearing people's leadership story and then kind of asking questions out of that. But um, I, ha- I just wanted to hear a little bit of your background, like uh, just kind of a bit about your family, just a little bit, and even about your current reality, which you're yeah. uh, a quick little story uh, and really honored my father who um, had, a, had the um, joy of doing his joy and honor of doing his eulogy about a year and a half ago. Um, and my father, when I was growing up, he, uh, which I didn't really kind of completely understand at the time, he always was encouraging, always listening to motivational tapes um, and, uh, you know, seven habits of highly effective people. And, you know, he was always a um, kind of initial salesman, kind of developed a kind of a small company. and uh, But he had a very positive attitude, you know, even before... Um, you know, we didn't grow up as kind of spirit-filled Christians. We knew, I guess we went to kind of Presbyterian church here and there and um, kind of had a, a fondness of God, uh, never doubted him, um, never really understood how um, kind of boring um, he was portrayed at times. Um, I will say that, you know, when I was around 13, my parents got divorced. Um, and it was uh, when my father remarried, he remarried the first born again Christian I'd ever really met. Um, and at the time, um, that felt very, um, uh, very religious, right? Um, and almost kind of, uh, cause my dad and I had this season together and then this born again Christian came in and kind of gave me this feeling that, you know, Christianity was beige and like stiff sheets you know, and like uncomfortable suits and bad music and, you know, mm-hmm. like, and, um, you know, I always like, God is felt so much more wild uh, than this containment, you know. And so um, I, uh, my wife, Mary, who, um, you know, if you were to run a film of any part of my life, um, the executive producer, other than the Lord himself, is my wife, Mary. She gets the executive credits on pretty much everything. Um mm-hmm. No, really everything. Uh, I, I somehow kind of stumbled into the, the, the fashion industry and, at an Abercrombie and Fitch store in a mall in Columbus, Ohio. Um, and so um, I, I, I've been in this industry for a long time now, have a, a huge heart for all of the, 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 the people and teams that work in retail on a day-to-day basis more than ever. Um, it's kind of where I started. And so, you know, that engagement of humanity um, you know, really, it really helps more than ever to have the peace and patience of the Lord, um, so to speak. But I kind of had a start there, and um, and uh, you know, long story short, I had an opportunity to move to from from Columbus, Ohio, to Pasadena, California, um, to work for a company called Armani Exchange, and at that time, it fit perfectly for my rebellion that I was going through with my father. Um, um, I'll say, uh, two days after I graduated from high school. My father and my stepmother um, insisted that I go to a rehab center uh, for 45 days. Um, while I was in rehab, they moved from the town I grew up in, and, and I really learned um, at a very young age um, uh, addiction, recovery, 12 steps, uh, uh, emotional wellness, you know, um, kind of had school of hard knocks, you know. You know, at that particular time, I don't know that I was any different from kind of most kids drinking beer after, you know, a Friday night set a football game per se, but kind of had a kind of a harsh, uh, um, let's say, send to rehab. 
Um, you know, and then ended up moving to California. Didn't speak to my dad for about five years. Um, kind of was growing in the industry a little bit. And my father um, asked me to join him at a Promise Keepers convention in, in, in Denver, Colorado, Mile High Stadium, around, in July 1996. Um, and uh, I was a bit of a fashion guy during the day and a bit of a raver kid at night. Um, and so at that time, before Burning Man and before you know any sort of sponsorship around EDM, there was a culture of a rave scene in the deserts around California uh, that were like a tribe. You know, it was wild. And, and somehow, funny enough, um, I started to find the wildness of God way more out there, you know, um, in a way. Um, and so started to catch an interest, so to speak. Um, and then when I went to this Promise Keepers convention, it was 60,000 men in the stadium. Um, and at first, I'll tell you, going from kind of luxury goods and rape culture to Christianity and worship music was, was like a culture shock, you know, um, the rhythm, the way all the guys would worship. And, you know, it was kind of like, whoa, you know, it was way, let's say at the moment, less cool uh, than what I was used to. <laughs> Um, however, um, uh, as, I, I, as I was standing on that field and the sun was setting behind the white horse in Denver, the Broncos Stadium, um, I had a I had an encounter with the Lord, um, kind of similar to, to the Saul Paul situation where I, I heard him say to me, I am the answer that you've been looking for. Um, and I fell to my knees and I, I kind of wept uncontrollably, uh, uh, really uh, uh, in a ball for a little while. Um, and I went down and I made a decision that day and um, I, I found out that it's the truth and I, I think uh, from that moment um, my life has taken uh, a significantly different direction and um, I can tell you that from, you know, as you may, can, may see, he is as, uh, um, as, as present in my walk as he was then, mm -hmm. if not more so. Um, uh, and his kind of spirit, we talked about this a little bit at the very beginning, and the spirit of God um, is real um, and actually is interested in every breath that we take um, is, is, is wanting kind of this invitation, you know, and wanting this relationship. And, you know, I think, you know, as we think about encouragement is, is just part of the encouragement is just the faithful, the faithful faithfulness of God and his consistency, um, regardless of our attitude, regardless of our, of our mood in the moment, right? It's like, he's so faithful. He's so consistent. And, and, and so from that moment, he really kind of, uh, let's say, took my world from black and white to color. Um, and, you know, uh, I kind of began to pursue him, went to an amazing church in Malibu called the Malibu Vineyard. Um, and, uh, you know, and I thought um, that I would have to kind of uh, uh, walk away from let's say both of those two interests that I had, uh, the fashion industry, the, the music culture industry, I thought I would have to get boring. Um, you know, maybe that's a little bit, I thought I had to get religious or fall into some sort of box. 
Um, and I actually found out that, that that's not what he wanted me to do. And that's not what he wants us to do. And it's not about painting the town beige, let's say, but it's a little bit more about painting the town red, you know, because of what, what he's done, you know, for us uh, by the shed, shedding of his blood on our behalf, what we can function in because of his grace and mercy is far more uh, significant than, than sometimes I think we even realize. Um, and so he's really taking me on quite a journey uh, since that time. Um, and, you know, now I have, you know, back to, you know, Mary and I have been married now for about 23, uh, 24 years. Uh, we have four kids um, and a beautiful family um, and have really, let's say, um, tasted and seen the fruit of a uh, faithful heart to the Lord. Wow. He can do far, far more than, than you can ever think or imagine. So good. Thanks, thanks for sharing. And just, um, so you got to LA, you then found out that you don't have to be beige. Um, right. And then, and what, what, what kind of was your next response? You know, you're in this church and, and, you know, even that where you found out, Hey, uh, you know, Jesus is in, is in fashion. He's in EDM. He's in every, you know, it's not pull me out. How, how did you, how did you get there? Because I think some people still struggle with that where they are struggling with, um, you know, sometimes we, we have elevated as a church that, you know, call to ministry and call to what Jesus wants means you're on a stage preaching. <laughs> um, you're not in a corporate office uh, changing culture. Yeah. 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 Well, I think that's one of the reasons why we're talking, right? You know, I think, I think it's fair to say the systems that we're tuned to need a shift that we need to shift things a little bit. And I think that we're learning that there's an appropriate moment for that massive gathering, right? You know, but there's also really appropriate moments for conversation, you know? And, and you know, I, you know, so, you know, I left, uh, you know, we, my, my wife and I moved from L.A. on September 9th, 2001. Uh, as I mentioned, we were in a church. We are kind of loving life, I have to say. Uh, in California, um, and uh, felt like the Lord was calling us actually to to New York, and um, and it was a burden on our hearts. And we got here, and two days actually, my first day on the job was September 11th, um, and um, uh, you know the night of September 11th, around midnight that night, my wife and I were walking through the middle of Times Square by happenstance because my hotel. I couldn't get into my apartment uh, because of the, the, what happened and we were in a hotel. We walked through the middle of Times Square and there wasn't a person in Times Square. Uh, there wasn't anyone moving, anyone walking. And so it was kind of this real moment, you know, wow. so to speak, like, Lord, what, 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 have, what have you done? What are we doing here? You know, um, and so I have a huge heart for the city. I have a huge heart for cities and people. And, you know, I remember a time not long ago well, when we first got here, kind of complaining to the Lord, like, Lord, I really liked it better in California. The palm trees are more beautiful, you know. 
And he's like, look around. He's like, these people are more beautiful than your palm trees, you know? And so, you know, this is your priority right now, you know? Um, and so he really has kind of, let's say, kept me kind of uh, my eyes as, as much as we can on him. Um, and, um, and so we're, you know, in, a, in an exciting moment in this journey. I, can't I, I just think too, like, okay, so, you know, the, the fashion industry, the industry of um, being in a corporate executive level job, um, in a in a culture that's not Christian, that's not faith based, that doesn't have the same values, um, that's not that's not an easy thing to go. Okay, God, you've called me, you've placed me here. Um, how have you navigated that? And um, because I believe He has placed you there, I believe God has. You know, um, knowing your story and knowing the journey you're on, and so. Um, that's not an easy thing where, you know, where we grew, I grew up in a mindset where you have to stay away from the, you know, stay away from the culture. Um, but what that's doing and it, it's, it's not giving full credit to who he is inside of us that we're, that we're made to transform and there's, there's something that to give. Yeah. I think the reality is that, um, in a way it's kind of like Egypt and it, it is hard, right? Like it, it's, uh, it's. It's a heavier, it's a heavy weight at times, you know. You know, I think we were talking a little bit earlier about that whole, you know, kind of preacher mindset, you know, and I, and, and I think that the, the, the idea of, of, let's say, working in the world or systems of the world um, and, let's say, the, the difference of cultures, you know, um, I, I think the, the, the challenge in the process is if, if you are a... a someone who believes without the, you know, if you haven't had an encounter with the Holy Spirit, or if you're not able to, to really function in the world, if it's just a religion, or it's just a process, or it's just like in your head, you know, then it's going to be even more challenging, right? But I think that the, 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 the reliance on, you know, it's a trinity, you know, it's the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? And I think sometimes people forget that, that, that same spirit that rose Christ from the dead, that same spirit that sits in heaven, heavenly places, that same spirit that has your best interests at heart, that has every good intention for you, actually is resting with you in every environment that you're in, every subway, every taxi, every plane. Mm -hmm. It's all, he's always resting right there with you, right? You know, and and I think that we need to maybe do a better job helping people realize that on a Monday and a Tuesday and a Wednesday and it's not just Sunday that you you're gonna get the, if we work out on Sundays our bodies do nothing they, they just get sore you know like you know our, 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 there's so much the Lord shares with us you know I, I'll share one of my you know, personal obsessions lately uh, I, I was an athlete of all kinds but I've been lately just kind of date myself but I love walking Right, I'm obsessed with walking, and uh, whether it be walking with myself, by myself, listening, learning, whatever God's teaching, worshiping, um, or with my wife, or with my kids, or with whoever, you know, this kind of arm in arm, just to walk, you know, it has so much value. But then, when you really look at the scriptures, you see this kind of intimate relationship between Adam and God. They walked every day together, you know, uh, you know, and they had this kind of very daily warm 
dare I say, easy relationship, you know, that I don't always know that we're teaching and sharing well enough to give the, the ease and confidence that everyone can have every day, everywhere they walk into, mm. you know? Um, and, and I think it's like a mantle, but it's easy, you know? It's like my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And I think, I think sometimes as leaders, if I think about leadership in the past, leaders would hold on to information to maintain their authority. Huh. And they would give it out in portions, you know, almost like containment, right? Because they were almost so insecure, they may not give more, right? <laughs> Modern leadership is you can have everything. Wow. You know, their veil is completely ripped apart. You have total access. There's, there's nothing in between you and him. There's no one on, there's no one on stage. Yeah. You know, it's you and him. You know, and I think that freedom, that flow, that, that joy in the individual, in the micro, you know, um, is a matter of tuning, as, 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 as I think, you know. How do we tune, you know, how do we help people tune in to the, the flow on a regular, rather than this event all the time, you know? Um, it's a frequency, it's a flow. Uh, it's sanctification, if you want a religious word, you know. Um, but it, it, it isn't... It's a song that never ends. It's a, it's a little bit of a, of a daily, you know, you know, walk, you know. Wow. Wow. I just love your passion, Brand. It just drips through the way you speak, the way you talk about Jesus. I just see it on you and I love it. Um, and yeah, I just, I'd, I'd love to just get a little bit more into your story. So you kind of got us to 2001, but since then, um, especially maybe in regards to leadership, like you're an executive now in the fashion industry. Um, so I'm just curious, like, how did you get there? And maybe what are some of the ways that your faith influenced the process? I feel like, you know, the world might say, I just want to climb the ladder. I just want to go up. Um, but what was your posture as you, and, and yeah, since 2001, since that night, kind of what, yeah. that, what's he been you doing? Know, you know, well, I will share, you know, um, one of my good friends is a guy named Scott Harrison. And in this process, Scott Harrison started, started a, charity, a charity called Charity Water. Uh, uh, and we had the opportunity at the early stages of Charity Water, um, and we started a little men's kind of a prayer group, you know, um, back then. And uh, I think we, we kind of all met together for about 10 years, and I share that in a relationship to leadership, because one of the things I've learned most about leadership, actually, is how to have a conversation um, um, with people, right? Uh, does that make sense? Like the the the, the 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 call it dictatorship of leadership. Go do, go be, go. You know, there the, the there's something that says that's not really as effective. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and so the the approach I've had, you know, I, you know, I uh, specifically I'll tell you a story. Um, there's a a, a a church here, C3 Manhattan. I went to a conference, you know, maybe 2003, 2004, maybe it was a Sunday night church meeting, and he shared the story about Jesus washing the disciples' feet, mm. right? Um, and depending on the version of that story that you read, um, there's a version that he, he talked about where Jesus, fully realizing who he was, got on his knees and began to wash his disciples' feet. You know, and and um, in in, the, in my industry, we sell footwear, we sell shoes, right? You know, and so I had this mindset, like part of my role is actually just to serve. 
you know, um, and, you know, my humility to serve, you know, even in that, you know, kind of silly gesture, like, let me put my, let me get on my, my let me get down, put the shoe on for you, you know, uh, his humility and fully knowing who he was and his ability to serve became like an inspiration of like kind of modern leadership. And, and there's enough, let's say, books now that you can, you know, kind of package servant leadership in a, let's say, a, a safe way, you know, um, and, uh, and, and, and a warm way, you know, in a beautiful way, in the way that he did, you know. Mm. Um, you know, he, he didn't stop and say, okay, make a decision right now. If you accept me or not, raise your hand. You know, he just said, come follow me, you know. Um, you know, we'll figure it out along the way. Mm. <laughs> you know, walk with me. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, little by little, you know, um, that, that kind of micro kind of process really helps build a culture of consistency and a yes. culture where people feel warm, you know, um, you know, and they feel that there's patience or there might be kindness and those things are real and they are real in the world, in a hotel, in a restaurant, in a church, in a store, in an office, in a home. It's either... It feels like it does or doesn't, you know, there's life there or there's not, you know, and we actually have kind of been given authority a long time ago over all those dominions and environments, mm. you know, far more than the ones that I think that we realize. And it's not dominion of like something heavy. It's actually something beautiful, mm. you know, something life-giving, something that takes brown and turns it green, you know, so to speak, you know, mm. um, you know, and I think that that's, there's there's just so much fruit that we can begin to see if we almost allow the spirit to give us eyes to see it. Yeah, just appreciate you sharing that those stories and just um, yeah, I I you know as you are in this culture as you are leading where God's called you to lead, what what have been some kind of um, hard moments along that journey that you've had to navigate or um, you know it's not just always uphill. And up, there, there's some, there's dips in our, the journey. Yeah, yeah. Um, I watched a rather complex uh, Hillsong collapse uh, and had a great deal of proximity to that. Um, and, you know, kind of still feel wounding, you know, kind of around. Um, and, you know, it just, you know, just feel the wounds, you know, I kind of feel the wounds of, of, you know, so I kind of, you know, my family, we all had proximity to that. And, and I think there's grace and forgiveness and all good, but, you know, that was hard. And in a way it's hard. There's, you know, scars and, you know, uh, but again, it's, you know, part of the process. I'll, I will share in a kind of an edited way that my life and my marriage hasn't been perfect. Um, you asked me a question about the weight of the world, and I will say, um, maybe about four or five years ago, I, let's say, almost lost, you could say it all, hmm. um, um, in a way, and uh, on the edge, uh, let's say, and 
I had a choice, um, you know, every day, it sounds, let's say, obviously you know this, but every day at 714, it happens twice, <laughs> duh. Uh, but every day at 714, almost every day I think of Second Chronicles 714, at least once or twice a day, if not both, right? Mm -hmm. Because in that scripture, you're given a choice. If my people, you know, who, you know, uh, choose this day, you know, to turn from their wicked ways, then, you know, you know, and I think, you know, there's a famous book by a guy, Richard Rohr, called, I think called Falling Forward, that talks about, you know, there's a good chance you're going to face something in your life that's going to be really hard. Dark night of the soul, biggest mistake you ever made, biggest whatever you ever made, and you're going to be given a choice, you know, and, um, and then that scripture for me is the promise and the faithfulness of God, right? And then, you know, and so I had a choice and then COVID hit, right? Uh, at least in my timeline. And, and then I had uh, the, the margin and moment to align myself almost like a, an old prodigal son um, uh, to, to where I am today with some scars, you know. So it's not always been easy. And the, and the, the weight of this whole thing at times has been blurry, um, you know, and it's been tough. Um, so I've seen it personally, I've seen it in the church and, you know, um, there's, uh, there's, there's so much hope I have for all of it, all of it you went through, all of it that hurt, all of it that was a disaster, you know, there's, there's every bit of it can be used and will be used. He's faithful to it. Thank you for sharing. And, uh, as you say that, you know, I think of people that have come to me and are probably listening to this podcast that have been through some church hurt. They've been through some seasons that have been some dips and, and they have, a, they have that choice and they have that choice to, you know, turn or to just let that hurt take over. Let those disappointments and leaders that have fallen, um, things that have happened. Um, what would you say to that person that would maybe find themselves at that crossroads? This may sound silly, I don't know, um, but I would say, where are they with, just say, the whole first commandment thing, right? Where are they in the loving God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, self-forgiveness, self-grace, where, where are they at? And the other thing I would say is, does anyone actually read their Bible? <laughs> so good. You know, do you know, this person, this thing, whatever happened, were you expecting them the whole time to feed you the Bible? Do you think that they were going to walk the whole walk? you think they were going to raise your kids and teach their kids about You think all those, you know, <laughs> we really think that they're going to do it all for us. Kind of like there's a scripture, I don't know if you, you know, and I think it's, you know, King Samuel, whatever. I should be better at it, but there's this moment when, you know, Samuel's a, he's the, he's the prophet, you know, and they come to him and they're like, hey, we want to have a king like everybody else, right? You know, and, and, you know, Samuel goes to, I think it's Samuel, goes to, goes to God and says, it's okay, give him a king like everyone else. And the system changed. Hmm. Went from a prophet kind of having this like real time, like, hey, this is what's really going on to... Yeah. Like, 
you do it for us. You know? And that's never been you do it for me. You go tell me what like and so, you know, it's it's a big boy, you know, it's kind of harsh, you know, to say like after the wounds are healed and after you can't you know, then like let's just have the conversation. Where where am I? You know, in my process, my own heart, you know, and how much more did I put on him that actually could be on me? Yeah. You know, so in the actual who I am and whose image I was made in. And who cares someone was on the pro, a, a platform that fell? You know, uh, you know, that's, you know, where, where am I at? You know, so that's, that's, maybe I'm, you know, so many years into it, it feels a little bit more like tough love now, you know, um, but uh, that's kind of where I, where I think. I think that we've asked too much of a system that God gave us so much uh, authority in. And and to to dovetail on that, you're you mean you're an executive in the industry, you're senior level, you're doing that, but you're also, you know, you've told us through your story, you've been really connected to the local church. You've been um, you know, <laughs> part of ministries, watching ministries, in the front row at times, cheering on pastors, leaders, being an encourage you know, you've been around that, um, growing and learning. Um, and I, I find that sometimes there seems to be there's an interesting relationship between the business person, the executive, and the ministry. How have you, or where do you see um, the future going? Even even in our current reality of seeing some incredible leaders fall and seeing where do you see the church going in this season? As someone that you're invested in, that you're not just on the sideline. I know that, and so um, yeah, it's a, it's a it's such a great question and really probably one of the reasons I just felt led to have a conversation. I, I want to start talking about that very question, right? Um, and, and not necessarily because I have the big, you know, I don't think anyone has the big answer, but I just think the question says, you know, uh, you know, I, I think I might have mentioned, we, we were talking earlier and I went, had an opportunity, I had the honor to attend the Passion Conference, mm -hmm. right? Um, and um, for me, it was like, almost, it, it's like I got saved again. It was like a holy moment that I haven't had in a really long time. And, and um, it was an honor to be in the room. And it was, you know, I think, you know, somebody had written, I think Rick written on, on an Instagram or a comment about this is the new, this is the new ceiling. You know, it was, this is the new floor. You know, it was just so excellent at every level. And then, you know, um, uh, they brought in, Louis brought in a, an 80 foot marble cross, you know, and the, the heaviness and weight um, was palpable, you know, it was just, uh, it was an experience, I think, for everybody involved. And, and you know, in a, in a work world, I say this saying quite a bit, I say, you can't give an experience you haven't had. Hmm. But once you've had it, you actually have the authority to kind of give it away, in a way, you know what I'm saying. And, and you say that in the work world. How, how would you say that, like in the context of fashion? Yeah, you know, you know. Let's say you go, you go to, let's say you go to a restaurant, uh, and it's the nicest restaurant you've ever been to, right? Um, but you didn't know that until you went there, right? Uh, but now you know, right? 
Um, you know the cutlery, you know the linen, you know the plate, you know the smell. You know, you know the minutia of the characteristics that led to that experience, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the kingdom of God is an experience, right? The spirit of God is an experience and he, he's at hand. You know, and so we can identify some of those characteristics, right? And we can also identify when they're off, right? And and just because we work in a place that isn't a church doesn't prevent peace and patience and kindness and goodness flowing throughout an environment. It's like gravity, you know, like you know, it, we we think his presence doesn't exist, you know, in some place, but we're carrying it, you know. It's, it's uh, you know, and, and so I'm not sure I answered your question per se, you know, but as a, as a you know, someone who, you know, the, the Bible is exciting, very exciting. And there's, there's some parts of it that we haven't seen yet. And there's a part at the end about a celebration, right, where the bride of Christ is so beautiful that he can no longer resist her. The spirit and the bride, beauty, beauty, right? So what are the things that create beauty or that evoke beauty or kindness or grace, right? That the, 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 the call is, is beautiful, right? You know, and it's not masculine and feminine, it's just to grow in beauty, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that my heart is that, the, that we, the bride, would find ways just to grow in beauty, right? Um, and, 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 and I think some of that will probably take a little bit of integration, you know, but like how do we grow in beauty, you know? And if you look at the, the way that the Bible, you know, Jesus' first miracle was a wedding. This is an amazing moment, you know, the chosen does a beautiful job, you know, with that moment, you know, there's this beautiful wedding at the end, major celebration, you know he actually loves the joy of people coming together, the families, the, like, it, he, he, he's one. It's like, there's an invitation, you know? It's like an engagement, you know? I feel like the Lord's like, you know, we need to be in an engagement season, you know? Um, you know, we have a ring on the finger, and now we just need to grow in beauty, um, and not fear, you know, not not fear, but to grow in beauty, and we do that by encouraging each other and talking to each other and acknowledging good things. You know, I had a couple friends send me pictures of their families, young families, and I was like, "Beautiful young families. We need to pray for these families and protect these young families." You know, it's a it's such a gift that that, that God has. You know, so you know, I, I think that's a little of my heart and my just interest in adding value. Is like how do we grow and connect in 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 such a way where people look at our lives and they're like, what what did you say? You know, yeah. or, or or you made me feel welcome, you know, or I, I felt like you heard me, hmm. you know, um, and that's where it starts, <laughs> you know, uh, just, just little things. Hmm. So good. Um, it's cool. One of our leaders is a consultant and she does a lot of business consulting and with boards and different financial institutions. And one of the things that she talks about often is how like she's just teaching biblical 
principles in a way that she's like translating biblical principles into her leadership application. And it's amazing how she's like, she'll have people be like, where did you get that principle? Like, that's amazing. She's like, oh, it's in the Bible. And it actually creates an opportunity to, to have a follow-up conversation. So, so that's, uh, I just, I love what you're saying. Do you, do you want to share any more in that vein or do you, I have another oh, question. No, I, I, <laughs> no uh, I'll, I'll share back to the, just the, back to the Bible. I was, you know, I told my, you know, youngest, my oldest son, I was like, Proverbs, bro, Proverbs, just read Proverbs, you know. Just, just, you don't need another, we don't really even, and, and I, I, of course, love books, we're all reading books, you know, all good, but we kind of don't need many other books in a way. It's all there, you know, um, and I've been challenging my kids, especially with all of the noise and information and everything, you know, like how much of your feed, your feed is the word of God, you know, uh, what is that percentage? You know, and your anxiety, mood, or wherever can often be a KPI in your vibe, you know, about how much of your feed has nothing to do with good news, you know? And then we, we, we wonder why we're sick. It's like, we keep feeding ourselves poison, and like, God's like, I gave you this a long time ago, guys. It's actually going to heal your soul. You just got to read it, you know? Mm. <laughs> Okay. It's still free in every hotel room, you know. Like, it's just like <laughs> so good. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I, I, I had a these questions might be related, they might not, and so I'll just I just want to give them. But um, you'd mentioned earlier when you're talking about walking, and you're talking about his yoke is easy, his burden is light. And when I hear your story and and understand kind of where you're at, the the reality is, I'm sure that busyness is something that you face. Like, there's probably a million things you could do every day. Um, and so my question is, how do you keep, how do you keep your fire burning in the midst of just the pressure in the midst of a busy schedule in the midst of all that? Um, what's some of the things that you do to just keep, keep that fire burning, keep that passion alive? Uh, a great, great question. And I'm, a, I'm, at the moment I'm a micro person, right? And so it's like, what do you do first thing when you wake up? Right? So my guess is you know, 90% of us are reaching for a phone, right? And so, and I'm right there with you, but I have a challenge with myself that the first place I go, this is silly, is the Bible app, okay? Uh, and it's the only streak that I care about, you know, because at least, you know, I'm locked in, you know, kind of whatever business you gotta do, you know, you're locked in kind of right away. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, we're good, you know? And so I kind of had that challenge for a while, um, and then after I kind of lock in there, I, um, I haven't been as good lately, but um, really try to have coffee with my wife, um, uh, the executive producer of my life. Really try to just check in, how to sleep, how you doing, you know, you know, she's, you know, more efficient with coffee lately. I try to do it, you know, uh, but, but we have a little bit of a moment and then, uh, and so, I don't know, it's not really perfectly scheduled, but like just making sure that you know Jordan Peterson is a is, is a interesting character interesting person love love his wisdom and it's like well what, what do you actually want your day to look like what would be your ideal day how do you want to wake up in the morning <laughs> you know uh, like you know I, one of the words I gave my team this year is just the word choice 
Like, how do you want to wake up in the morning? You know, what time do you want to get up? You know, what do you want to do the first thing? We have so much control over our lives, you know, and so I've tried to find order in the micro margins. Um, so when it's, let's say, stretched, I don't feel stretched, you know. Um, and then, you know, the prioritization on the other end is just, is you know, sitting down and eating a meal with anyone is important, hmm. right? Like meals are important, you know. Uh, and so on the other end, to sit and have a, a normal meal is precious, guys. It's precious. Hmm. You know, all those things that we took for granted during our day, like just to sit down as a family or my wife and I, or whoever is running through, just to sit and have a meal, right? So, you know, those anchoring simpleness, for me, I look forward to both of them. And um, the madness throughout the day, you know, we, you know, I think psychologists talk about, we just look, we need something to look forward to, you know? I look forward to going home. And again, Jordan Peter talk like, how do you want your life to be when you get home from work? How do you want it to be? You know, what do you want your house to smell like? I don't know. What do you want? You know, we have control over so many different nuances of our lives now. Like what, you know, and what is the mood that you want? And, and so, and believe me, there were times that all that was not great, right? I will, you know, I, I referenced it earlier, but I will share there was a season in my life where I didn't realize that if your home doesn't like you, or if you go home at night and you actually don't want to be there or it's not going well, you are not successful. I don't care how much money you have. You are, you, you, we are not successful as men if our home is a mess. I'm sorry. You know, and I, I actually I didn't fully understand that because I thought if I provided for everything and took care of everything, I, I crossed off all of the KPIs I was supposed to do as a man. Whatever. I don't know. Maybe that's, you know, but like. You can tell, and, and back to that initial conversation, where are we in our hearts really? And then what's the temperature of our homes really? You know, and if we don't like either of those two temperatures, then we gotta do some adjustments and conversations and like figure that out. And especially as, as guys, we set a, a climate uh, in every environment, we, we're a little ecosystem. You know, if we're in a mood, then the whole place is in a mood, you know? And so I've gone through seasons where it wasn't great, and man, I'll tell you, I appreciate those little meals and those little moments more than ever. Because if you're ever faced with the idea of not having them, hmm. then all of a sudden you're like, I love eating at home. You know, it's a beautiful thing. Anyways. So appreciate you sharing your heart with us. And um, you can feel God's presence. And, and, um, yeah, I just, I felt like, and I shared this when we had chatted, um, maybe a month or two ago, we had a conversation, and just so I left that saying to my wife, there's just something about connected uh, with Brant, and I don't know him well, but I, there's something where you're carrying something that the body needs, that leaders need uh, in this season, and I just so, so appreciate us connecting, and um, what would you say to somebody young that's your younger self today uh, a young leader that's trying to figure their journey out and the spirits in them and yet there it's it's not an easy road what, what would your advice be to the younger brand 
I would be like, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, uh, like, you know, I, I had a, my first job was, uh, I used to bag groceries. I worked in clean bathrooms, did landscaping, used to sell vacuum cleaners door to door. Um, uh, you know, I was just working in the world like nonstop. And so the first thing I would be like, would be like, what are you doing? Like physically with your time and hands, like, um, if you are completely unemployed and directionless, then find some place to work, uh, serve, like get a job at a, at a, at a restaurant or a retail store, people, you know, and just work, you know, um, uh, you know, like that for me is the first place I would challenge myself is to do something because, you know, if we're not exposed to the world, then we're never going to grow. We need the tension, you know, like we, we got to get out of the bubble, you know, and, and just work, you know, working, getting your hands dirty, dealing with some difficult person that isn't in your bubble, you know, the first place is just, just, just start somewhere, you know, um, and, and then find out how much time you're spending on things that isn't who you want to become. What are you feeding yourself? You know, get in motion and, and take care of what you're kind of putting inside. And then um, dream big, uh, you know, uh, keep showing up. You know, <laughs> one of the biggest gifts I've had is just showing up. The relentlessness of showing up, you know, like, you know, I, I've always enjoyed all kinds of different activities, but I always show up to work the next day, always on time, I always have a good attitude, always, like, look the way you're supposed to look, you know, like, deliver, you know, um, be the best you got, you know, even whatever you're doing, you know, honor God in that, and get out of your head, you know, um, and, and be careful of the arrival fallacy, you know, this idea that someday, some way, where down the road, I'll finally be who I am. We're who we are today, right? If not all the people we may want to be, but we're who we are today, you know? And so let's just kind of accept that, own that, and like tweak on the things that we want to tweak on. But like, let's just keep moving. You know, two thirds of God is go. Come on. <laughs> you know? It's walking. It wasn't standing still. You know, even on the road to the maze, they're walking. At least you're moving. You know, not tweeting, not posting. This isn't moving, you know. <laughs> it's super hard to do a lot of bad social media when you're walking. You, you're going to hurt yourself. You know, it's just, you know. Uh, so I just, like, get walking, get moving, you know. Uh, start showing up, you know. Wow. That's kind of my, my, my and, 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 and turn to the word, man. Be an expert in the word. Just, you want to be. You know, no, nobody knows it, man. No one is, no one's really reading the Word of God right now. Um, and if you want to be a rebel, learn the Bible. So because you want to. Not because someone told you to. But just because you want to know God. Come on. Well, um, we, in our podcast, each episode, we take a moment to pray. And we just believe that not just talking about leadership, not just having a conversation, 
but that the Spirit is with us through this conversation, but the Spirit also wants to minister. And so there's maybe you're listening, maybe you're watching this podcast and you're uh, riding your bike, you're in your car on the way to work, you're on the um, transit system, wherever you are. And um, we just believe that the Spirit wants to impact you today, wants to come and and renew you and refresh you. And we're going to ask Brent you to pray and just whatever God puts on your heart for people that are listening and watching today. And just believe that God's going to minister to people where they're at. Okay, let's do it. Heavenly Father, uh, we all together listening here right now, the first thing that we do, we just take a deep breath, God. And we thank you that we've never breathed a breath that you didn't give to us. And we thank you for the very breath that we breathe. We thank you that we were created in your image and likeness. We thank you, Lord, that we walked with you. We thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that every person listening was designed and ordained by you and that they have a call on their life. And I pray your blessing over them. I pray joy, healing, peace, hope, and the fruit of the Spirit to just pour out all over their lives, all over their ideas, all over their dreams. Mm -hmm. Um, I thank you for the honor to talk about you. Thank the honor, and thank you for the honor to talk about you, Jesus. The honor to honor you, to honor, to give you space, and just pray your blessing over these men, um, over their ministry, over their families, over their wives, um, and uh, whatever's next, Lord. We love you, we worship you, and uh, we're just amazed uh, by you, Lord. Let your kingdom come, and let your will be done in our midst, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Wow. What an honor, Grant, it's been to... uh, hear your story and to unpack a little bit of it. And I just, I believe that those listening today have just been blessed um, to hear somebody who is in a position like you're in, but has really kept God the most important thing. Um, so thank you for modeling that. And thank you for being a, a person of light and a person of truth. And yeah, I just, I, I know that, <clears throat> yeah, I know I'm blessed. So, so I'm excited to hear from even the people listening kind of how they were blessed too. It's my honor, man. I, uh, we get to talk about our favorite person, you know, man. Uh, oh, thank you so much. And uh, again, I'm just kind of uh, processing what you just shared and had our conversation today. And it just really blessed me personally. And uh, I know that those will be listening and watching will be will be blessed. Um, thank you. I was gonna say if anyone likes it, um, uh, I can, I'm always happy to come back. Oh, we'd love awesome. to have you. <laughs> So we want you back already. We like it, so you're in. We like, it. yeah. But great. I, I just also felt this, you know, as we were doing, is is as you listen to this and you um, are plugged into the Word and the prayer. Would you pray for Brent wherever you are that you listen to this? Would you Would you pray for his influence for his family? Take a moment to just send send a prayer for Brent today. Um, he didn't ask me to say that. I've we've not done this, but I just I felt the Lord say, Hey, we need to pray for you. Um, because you're, there's something on your life that is, um, that is instrumental in the body right now. And I believe what we're, what we're about, what spirit and power leadership is about is raising the brands, raising, um, the men and women that God has called. And it's not, doesn't look like we've thought it's looked like on a pulpit, but it's everywhere. And I believe there's a, there's a movement of people like you and beyond you, um, that are coming and increasing so yeah amazing guys such a blessing thank you 
I know I said it to Brandt, but what an amazing honor it was to hear from him and to learn from him. And 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 it's crazy, even as I think about his story and all that he's done. Like there's a there's a very good chance that most of you listening have been in one of the stores he's the executive of, and um, so his influence in in the world is just so vast. And so to hear like how Christ is so real to him and alive to him, and how the principles of the Word of God and the principles of the Holy Spirit flow out of him in that world is just it's amazing and wow i'm just so honored uh, what what's doing up to you trav what are you thinking about right now yeah i think i think you know knowing you know the luxury goods that he represents um this this is this is the high end of the fashion industry and um you know where god has put him placed him in this season um, I think the posture of his heart, I, I think yeah. he, he said some incredible words that I, I need to go and, and listen to again because I, yeah. I just think they've impacted me. But it, it's not just the words, it's it's his heart. And yeah. uh, I think you, you heard it, um, you know, just in how Jesus has changed his life, you know, yeah. how Jesus has changed his, his outlook, his family, what he's striving towards. I just... I don't know. I just was like, this is incredible, and um, the the impact that he's had, the the leaders that I know he's run with, and the the impact even in the church and in ministries, um, it's a it's a big impact. And um, Brant has has lived that life and has such an incredible reputation of someone um, in culture, but that has made kingdom impact. And um, yeah, just the importance of the word too. Wow. Um, isn't that Donovan just how he like came back to that and I'm like yeah. it's I think it's you know I saw somebody posted it for 2024 what's a prophetic word for your life get in the word so good. and <laughs> I, I think he said that basically in 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 as many words as that you know get mm-hmm. get in the word mm-hmm. and I think we all need to get in and I left that interview going I need to be in the word even more than I am well, and I love how simply he made it, right? Like, I love what because when I asked about busyness, he said it's all about those, like, micro moments in your day that kind of fuel you up, right? Like, that whole sense of starting your day looking at the Bible and what's the first thing you go to on your phone, you know, like that. That was really challenging to me because I think it, we almost overcomplicate it, right? We think, like, we need to, like, have big blocks of time. But for somebody with what he's, the schedule that he has, like, the fact that he's able to let the word nourish him and do it in that way is just really cool so yeah uh, that was just such a it was so helpful for me and hopefully for those of you who are listening yeah so we want to say hey thank you for tuning in today thank you for listening or watching this if you're listening you can also watch it on youtube we're we're there in all our podcasts we have an incredible season one that we've been through uh some amazing (laughs) conversations you'll want to check out excited for all it's it's ahead in season two as well but just, mm-hmm. just want to say, hey, the Spirit Empowered Leader podcast is about you, is about you developing into the leader God's called you to be, to being in the Word. And mm-hmm. um, want to uh, give the opportunity for you to give us some feedback. Write a comment if you're watching on YouTube or send us an email at info at liveresurgence.com or our website, liveresurgence.com. Uh, we're resurgence. This is who we are. And uh, we are on a passionate desire to develop Spirit Empowered Leaders. So if we can help you in any way if we can come uh to your church to your community to your business to pray to 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 converse with you more uh we would love 
to dialogue with you. I'd love to get to know who's listening, who's watching, who's part of this journey with us. We have some exciting things coming in the future that to going to be to equip and, and, and help you. And so if you want to know more, you can sign up. We have an email list at our website under Spirit Empowered Leader and you click on the podcast, sign up for an email. Uh, that's another way you can connect with us. But until next time, we can't wait for our guest next time. Thank you for joining us today. And uh, it's been such an honor. Thank you for listening to the Spirit Empowered Leader Podcast. We hope that this podcast has encouraged you as an empowered leader. This podcast is brought to you by Resurgence Initiatives. Our mandate is to revive churches, release leaders, and reach people. We are on a journey, and the dream God has put in our heart involves you. Learn more at liveresurgence.com or on Instagram at Live Resurgence.